The Nova Guest List Podcast with Kieran McGuinness. The very best in indie, alternative, and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova. So that is the brilliant junior brother on Radio Nova. That's a favourite of mine of his uh, from his first album. That's called The Back of Her. And Junior Brother is one of the brilliant Irish acts that is playing at uh, uh, Body and Soul Festival from the 16th to the 18th of June. So go along to see that um, brilliant Irish acts at that this year. Uh, we're very lucky because we have Ronan, a junior brother, on the line right now. How are you doing, Ronan? How's things? Hi there, Kieran. How's it going? All good here. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Look, um, I, I have loads to chat to you about, of course, because I didn't get to chat to you uh, on the last album, uh, um, the Great Irish Famine, which is a brilliant listen. Uh, but you've just released uh, a week or two ago. You released um, something I think uh, kind of ties into the unique, unique kind of nature of what you do. Um, you released a twenty-minute single uh, called "Junior Brother's Favorite," and uh, go along and, and and look it up online. It's a brilliant lyric video. Um, which I believe you nearly broke up with your girlfriend making, um, <laughs> because uh, probably because it was so much work, not because she hated it so much. I'm assuming. No, it was it was uh, the work and the general head meltedness of it all. But uh, all well in the end, the result was good. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. We all a, kept our sanity. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you. You know, I mean, uh, do you know, <laughs> writing a twenty minutes twenty minute single is a lot. Um, releasing a twenty minute single is a lot. Um, and I can only just say that is absolutely, <laughs> I love it. I actually kind of want to do it myself. Not not the same. I'll have to do a 25-minute single now uh, for my next single, yeah. but um, uh, I do think it's uh, it's brilliant. How did it come about? Because it is different. Um, well, basically, yeah, it, it, it came about just through, um, basically the first few months of the lockdown, when I, I moved back home to Kerry. Um, living in Dublin, and uh, I just couldn't, like a lot of creative people, I think, had the same thing happened to them. Couldn't write a thing, just got fierce, terrible writer's block. Um, and I'd be very, like, influenced by kind of the environment of where I'm, I come from, kind of, I always draw back to it nearly subconsciously in my head. But when I was actually down there, I couldn't couldn't write anything, couldn't draw from anything. It was very strange. It's kind of, uh, I was trying to get used to what was going on, like everyone else and stuff. But then after about two and a half months, I moved back up to Dublin. And then literally the day after I moved back up, the song just flowed out of me. So it was kind of like uh, two and a half to three months of writer's block. It was kind of like uh, my brain making up for that with a big long piece that just flowed out of the pen. So that's what happened, really. And then a few more drafts was all it took and, and it was finished. Um so it was it was kind of all the things I had kind of experienced over the previous few months that I couldn't write about when I was in them. Uh, as soon as I as soon as I went far enough away from those images and experiences, it was only then I was able to draw from them and and kind of even more strongly than I than I would have before. So uh, yeah, it was sort of the, the nostalgia of the environment of home kind of hitting hard, I suppose. And uh, spurring on a huge ball to creativity, that, that, that's how it came about. Yeah, like when I came in, I said, a 20 minute single, you know, uh, forgive me, but I just go, Jesus, what's going on here? And then uh, I, I sat down to have a listen. I'll, I'll give this a listen for a few minutes and see where we are. And all of a sudden, I, you know, I was kind of five minutes in and I was kind of raptured with it. I, th- I thought it was, even just that alone, um, it's kind of a, a triumph, you know, in songwriting that it kind of, it brings you in in that way. 
Um, mm. Yeah, so so fair play. <laughs> so fair play Thank to you on man. that. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, th- that's a really interesting thing and I haven't, the, the, the lockdown thing has kind of come up a bit, especially I was lucky enough to be able to do the show over lockdown and it was a bit of a, uh, you know, a kind of a, an outlet. But yeah. one of the things that I, that people talked about, it happened to me as well, so you either got really creative, it was like it suited your, your the way you wrote, or it really didn't. It, it seemed to be, it, like, it just knocked people two ways. And I don't know whether that is um, people who are very influenced by the world around them, or people who are very influenced by the, the world in their head. I don't know if, if, if that's, that's a thing. Would you recognise either of those in your own writing? Yeah, like um I mean I, I I would think I'm I'd be a writer who's very influenced by whatever environment I'm in at, at that moment, you know. Um but the environment was just i I think it was just too strange. Uh kinda of, like I think everyone was trying to get we were all trying to get our heads around what the hell was going on in general to kinda of have space, I thought, to to get into a mode of creativity. Um so that was kind of that. That was my own main experience, and you know, I, I've talked to to other creative people, and uh, anyone I've talked to has been the same. Although I know that, as you say, some people you know thrived off it. Um, so I, I would agree. It 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 seemed to kind of hit people either one or two ways. Uh, just a real interesting time, and just to look back on it now, it's uh, it was kind of yeah. Like I mean, personally speaking, as I say, yeah, it was kind of. My brain was taken up with trying to figure out uh, the general, generally what was going on, uh, you know, for me to use it to do anything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I got, I got wrote an album in that time myself. My wife wrote an album, being locked up, and it was because oh. we we suffer from not having enough time with our lives, and then suddenly we had time, and so that's, yeah. I suppose, that in that way, it kind of worked. But last year there was an enormous amount of great albums out. Obviously, the Great Irish, Irish Famine, your second album was out. But last year was, I think, one of the best years of music in a while. And I think that there was a hangover of people who had albums. Either they were holding and waiting on or, you know, that, that you know they wrote in that period. It was kind of, I thought it was kind of uh, amazing. Did you feel, as an artist, you know, suddenly you're out in the road again last year and, you know, you're touring, you're promoting, that you found that kind of kinship with all these artists who suddenly felt alive again? Yeah, like, I, I mean, not only with other artists, but even with the audiences, I, there's just a general feeling mm. of, like with gigs being back. I think still it kind of feels like people are just very excited to be back at gigs uh, or playing them, you know. Um, I don't think... Uh, we're, we're in a place still, I think, since we've come back, where I don't think anyone's really taken it for granted like that. Um, you can go and experience a communal thing like a gig uh, that, that was something that I think everybody really felt and I think it was one sort of you know positive in a way uh, where you know somebody you know you're Joe Soap on the street just you know the, the normal person who wouldn't really know how you know the average musician would kind of struggle uh, you know anyway uh, they really saw that I think um, with you know music being one of the hardest hit industries Mm. with everybody being locked down. I think ev- everybody, you know, from the youngest to the oldest saw that. And I think it garnered a lot of uh, empathy with musicians. So I think 
when things came back, when gigs came back, you know, more people than even probably usual were happy to, to pay for a ticket for, you know, more gigs than maybe they would have beforehand, you know. Yeah, I remember the first gig um, that I, I played when we came back was in the summer of, oh God, summer of 2021, I think. It's first indoor yeah. gig. And uh, at the end of the first song, everyone started clapping and I sat there and I hadn't heard clapping in a small room yeah. for like a year yeah. and a half and I was like, Jesus, clapping is so loud, isn't it? Like, it's mad. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, and, and it kind of took me, it just took me, it was like a fright or a shock, you know? Was there, yeah. has there been anything that's happened at a gig uh, since, you, you know, so you were back out touring the Great Irish Famine, um, the, the last album. Was there any moments that kind of happened that kind of made you think, God, you know, this whole, you know, communal gig thing is pretty good? Um, well, I, I suppose the, the kind of main gig on that tour uh, for the last record was in the Button Factory in Dublin. And that was, that was, that was really, like, it would have been special anyway. Ron, I'm just going to stop you there. You've just gone really digitized. So I'm going to ask you that question again. I don't know if you've moved okay. or something. Have you moved or anything? Or I haven't, no. I'm, am I all right now? Yeah, just go again. Am I all right now? I haven't moved at all, no. You're a little digital still. Shit. Um, okay. It was really I, good. I'm to, 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 I'll try. I'll try and move to another part of the room. Maybe. Uh, how about no? Is it any better? Yeah, I think so. I think that's better. So yeah. I. Ju- so I just asked you. Um, was there any moments yeah. when you were on tour, touring the Great Irish Famine, that really kind of reminded you how great you know this communal thing of playing gigs is? Yeah, with the, the Button Factory gig um, in Dublin, which, which was the main. I suppose gig of the tour for that album was like really, really special, and uh, yeah, just re- again really felt like everybody was just so delighted to be there, and just a very special night. Um, and that was kind of, I suppose, a few months into being back gigging. So uh, I, I think I was kind of more used to gigging in front of an audience again too. So um, I mean, I think the, the first few gigs back, it kind of took me a while. To, you, you mentioned there when you did a gig back, just being kind of surprised at how loud clapping was because you weren't used to it. I like if if I would get you know, I say if you know, of course when I would get applause. After of course, song, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I actually experienced this weird thing where I I kind of wouldn't know what to do with myself while people were clapping. It was very strange. I was so used to just playing these live streams. So uh, that was a weird thing that that came out of coming back. Um, so I'd gotten over that, and that night, yeah, it was back in October uh, there. That was really special, and was definitely that night glad to be back at us. And it, it um, yeah, it was just a great example of a special night, and a special gig. Yeah, yeah. Another special gig that's coming up, uh, as I said, is the Body and Soul Festival, 16th to the 18th of June. Uh, and you, of course, are playing that. Um, wh- what's playing a festival uh, for you like like Body and Soul? You know, your lyrics are such a big part of what you're doing. Uh, you know, is it, do you play differently at a festival, an outdoor festival with that kind of crowd than you do inside at a venue like the Button Factory? I suppose, like, I suppose, yeah, like you, you probably know yourself, you know, festivals are, are always going to be different to to your own gig so um, but but I, I Body and Soul is one of my favourites you know um, definitely in terms of festival crowds they're, they're definitely up there as being one of the best consistently 
So, um, yeah, like it, it, it is a case of, you know, you do have to work a little bit harder and you got a shorter set. Um, but that's, that's what makes them great as well because you do work that little bit harder and it can make the gig that little bit more special too, you know. So re- really looking forward to, to being back at Body and Soul. It's one of my favourites. Festivals to play. Yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant. And I, God, just the, the just right now, especially with the sun, the the sun over the last little bit, and um, the feeling of just going out to a field and just listening to great music yeah. is going to be absolutely amazing. Really, really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, yeah. Ronan, thank you so much for chatting to us. Go and check out the the single that we, the EP that was released very shortly. I suppose it's an EP, even though it's a, it's one song, uh, uh, which is called Junior Brothers' Favorite. Go and check that out. And uh, let's play something from uh, the most recent album, which is um, uh, This Is My Body. Uh, thanks so much, Ronan. Thanks, Kieran. Cheers. Yeah, I'll talk to you very, very soon, and I'll see you at Body and Soul. This Is My Body by Junior Brother on Radio Nova. The Nova Guest List Podcast with Kieran McGuinness, the very best in indie, alternative, and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova.